You are listening to another episode of the Third and East Podcast. Welcome to the latest edition of the Third and East Podcast. Sloan, the time has come. It is week one of the NFL season. Hooray. Is it really hooray? Because week one is usually the worst and most unpredictable week of the entire year. Yeah, no, there's. It's good to see it back, but I know that week one is just going to have some of the ugliest games. Usually, the wildest games happen. You know, I'm not saying the wildest games because it's usually like not the best games to watch on TV, but the most unpredictable results. Oh, absolutely! You can't bet week one. It's stupid. No, I agree 100. percent Well, well, Sloan. While we get into it and everything, let's talk. I know if you haven't catched up on our NFL team previews, be sure to listen in on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts here and everything. So let's start with the NFL. Uh, to recap some of these episodes here and everything, let's start with some free agency signings that we did talk about here. The Jets did sign Dalvin Cook to a one-year deal because the Titans gave up on him. So did the Patriots on Ezekiel Elliott. Thoughts on those moves? I think at this point with Ezekiel Elliott, if he's going to go and just be part of that running back tandem, I th- I think that's the best thing for him to do at this point in his career. I think if I, have, it, I think I they'll get something em- out of him. I have more I have more emphasis in Ezekiel Elliott than Dalvin Cook, and that might be a hot take. Yeah, I mean, if Bill Belichick wants to line him up and get him out there catching 35, 40 passes a year, that's probably going to happen. And he could could play another three or four years. I don't think it'll be Pro Bowl or all pro worthy. I'm not saying it's going to revive his career, but I think he'll have a role. I think he'll have a role. I don't think it's going to be as bad as people are saying. So and and the um the main the other um big news was TJ Hawkinson signed that long term deal at four years sixty eight point four million dollars. This is a big gamble for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so when teams pay tight ends to these really long term deals, if her name is not Travis Kelsey, it doesn't really tend to pay out very well for these teams. Right. Now, granted, T.J. Hawkins said with it when he joined the Vikings, he made an immediate impact on that team. He did excellent for them. Right. The only thing I'm not a big fan of this deal is, is is the time of money for a tight end. It's three million more than Kelsey and Kittle, which are arguably two better tight ends than him. Plus, that's more money away from Justin Jefferson next offseason. Oh, I don't think they're bringing Justin Jefferson back. Oh, that's a hot take there. He, he do, it doesn't seem like he wants to be there. I mean, I mean, he's arguably the best. I mean, if not the best receiver in the league, not question. I mean, there's. It's tough to debate that right now. I mean, he's he played unbelievable last year. You know, and you know, speaking of you know, speaking of receivers and everything, um, so week one injury news that came up. Uh, Cooper Cup is going to be out week one. That was just announced a couple hours ago, and he is likely to miss not only week one, but he might be on IR, so he might be out for a few weeks here. So, 
Yeah, had some problems last year, and it's looking like it's pouring over into this year as well. Which is, I mean, it, it, it was reactivating in practice, and the surprising shocker was that Travis Kelsey is now questionable for tomorrow night's start against um, against the Detroit Lions. And now that brings question into the Chiefs this year again. Because Kelsey is so much a part of an offense. It's going to have an impact. 100%. Yeah, because after him, I mean, who's in their tight end room? Blake Bell? Who's in that receiving room? Who's in that span up? Yeah, They don't he, really he's... have a big man die. No. As far as pass catchers go, no. So it'll be interesting to see if he does play and everything. It's going to make an impact. Um, so Sloan, me and you have talked about uh, the last few weeks here and everything while we were doing our NFL um, team by team previews. We might have an idea of who each other's, um, who we like and who we don't like, but we're not doing power rankings for this week one. It's stupid. Who do you see as so? We're going to go AFC first and then AFC last. Team that you are doing, that is your dark horse team in the AFC to make a run for the playoffs or to potentially contend for the AFC title. And a team that's, that has too much, that has some expectations, maybe a playoff team from last year, maybe not, or has expectations, and it's going to miss the playoffs and disappoint. I would say my team, my dark horse to look out for in AFC is Jacksonville. I don't think enough people are talking about them. Uh, they're not my favorite to win the AFC, but they are definitely a dark horse for me. They played Kansas City really tough last year, and just yeah, just you know, a couple plays away, and it, it would have looked a lot different. Uh, disappointing team. Everyone, they didn't make the playoffs last year, but everyone's been talking about them. I think the New York Jets are going to let a lot of people down. It makes a lot of sense that our offensive line or anything. I am going to go in a different direction here. My surprise team here is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look at their record. I, I, I know me and you talked about it in our Steelers preview. Look at their record with CJ Watt. It's phenomenal yeah. when he's in the lineup and everything. Um, a year two, Kenny Pick is more mature. Easier schedule this year than last year and everything. I think this team not only can make the playoffs, but they can potentially win a playoff game. Um, just because of the development that they have. On my Talmud team is always doing consent votes. It's just the nature of your, it's just the nature of that organization. They're argu- arguably the best run franchise in the NFL on a year to year basis. Tina disappoint. In the AFC, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. That might be a hot tip for some teams. I know they're linked up to the Jonathan Taylor fans and everything. But to me, to to me, what's her, you know, outside of Tua, you know, it, it's going to be Tua's health is going to be a big question. Terry Kill, I know, has some leader trouble. Who, who yeah, he's not going to get suspended for, but that might pass an overshot on that team. Their offensive line's not particularly great. Their defense is pretty good. They don't have a really good 
running game and everything. Mike McDaniel, I don't really believe in, in as a second-year coach. I think I, I think the Jets and the Bills are a better team than the Miami Dolphins this year. I had the Miami Dolphins missing the playoffs this year. I almost picked Miami. I almost picked Miami. I, just, I, I don't. Uh, I don't trust him. And I don't trust Tua to stay healthy. So me and you are kind of on the same page there. I mean, I see the Jets because they they're very volatile. I think they can be a seven win team at worst, but they could be a twelve win team. They're unpredictable. San Francisco, I think they're going to contend for the division crown. At least they might contend for the AFC. Might be a year too early for them though. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, I was. Did my headphones come unplugged? Sorry about that. I was saying they're still pretty young, but they won a playoff game last year, turned the ball over five times, and then wow. played Kansas, which which is kind of concerning. It's like you turn the ball over five times. That's pretty wild. <laughs> but they still won, and I think that with a few new pieces that they've added, they might still be a year off, but. I think they're going to be a team that people kind of look out for despite winning probably the worst division in the AFC. I wanted to say the Chargers were going to be my disappointment team so bad. I really did. Because that talking about Jacksonville in the playoff game just reminded me of that and how much I hate Brandon Staley. We all hate Brandon Staley. Believe me, we rip him a new asshole. And we got a light, I got a light on X or Twitter from that. Thank you very much for that Chargers fan. Um, for the NFC, uh, so my my surprise team, call me a homer. I'm gonna go with the Packers. <laughs> and it's because I don't think I want a team. I don't think I want people to predict him to win the division. I think this is a team that can finish as low as six wins. That can finish as high as ten. I think they. Are, they were injured last year. Jordan Love made a new offense. You never know if a starting quarterback. And can the real, can really the Bears and the Lions overcome the Packers? In all honesty, can they? Love is in his first year, and he's looked pretty okay during his preseason games and everything. Their defense looks like it's more in tune. They'll get Rashawn Gary back in a couple of weeks here and everything. I think they're gonna be okay. I mean, the NFC is a crapshoot, but for surprise teams and everything, for everyone for Didium to miss the playoffs, give me the Packers here. My NFC disappointment. I'm going to say I have a. I'm going to do a. I'm going to do one team and do a honorable mention. I'm going to kind of cheat the system. My disappointing team is the Chicago Bears. This team is staying so much hype. In their offseason. Oh, they made so many offseason moves. Oh, Joseph Fields is going to be MVP. He's going to be so great. Look at what they have in their offensive line and their defense this year. It's still crap, people. It's not going to be very good. The Bears are better. The Bears are who we thought they were. We're not going to let them off the hook. (laughs) They're not a good team. They might be a sign at the quarterback position, but that's it. You trade up for Chase Claypool, 
for a second rounder, and he's underperforming. He will continue to underperform. DJ Moore is a solid player, but who do you have to defend a quarterback, the most important position on the field? Bears are my disappointing team. Honorable mention goes to the Seattle Seahawks. They overachieved last year. Period. They had no defense. Geo Smith and DK Metcalf and that offense are solid. Solid, solid, solid team. But defensive-wise, I have major questions about them. Yours, Tom. I'd say my team to look out for is going to be the Detroit Lions. I think I think the NFC North. Oh, that's a trend. That's a trendy pick. Yeah, I know, I know, but I think the NFC North is more wide open than it's been in a very long time. My two disappointing teams actually come from the same division because people have been talking about both of them. That's the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints have the easiest schedule this year, and that does make a difference. I think they're going to underperform because of Dennis Allen. I don't think he's a good head coach, and I don't think he needs to be a head coach. And I, th- I agree. So I think just because of that, that's why I'm concerned with that. Uh, and then again, the jury is kind of out on Bryce Young with Carolina. People are hyping Carolina up with the moves they made in the offseason. Way too much. And it's a little much for me. I think they're going to get a dose of reality in these first few weeks, and people are going to be like, oh, okay, never mind. So that's – I would say that those are my those are my picks. The fourth Reich of the Carolina Panthers doesn't look very good right now to start. Note how I called it the fourth Reich. Not the third, the fourth. You said the so the what? The fourth round? The fourth the fourth Reich. Oh. Reich. Oh god. You can't call it the third Reich. No, you can't do that. Yeah, you yeah, you're right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, which now we're going to talk about NFL. We hate doing this, but we're going to do some award predictions this year. So, give me your offensive rookie of the year, your defensive rookie of the year, your defensive player of the year. And because the MVP is an offensive player award, your MVP. And finally, your coach of the year. Okay. In no particular order. Alrighty, defensive rookie of the year is going to go to Will Anderson. You can call me a homer. You can call me whatever you want. Will Anderson is going to be the best defensive player as far as rookies go. I think. All right. Defensive player of the year. See, I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one because he could win either this or comeback player of the year. But I'm going to say T.J. Watt. I'm going to say oh T.J. Watt on this too. one. Yeah. For coach of the year, this one was a little bit tougher. Um, I, I don't like to go – I don't like to go this route. Because I just think it's a, it just it's low hanging fruit, but I think it's Andy Reid. 
than Sandy Reid. I think he puts together another good year. And despite, once again, having the turnover of a Super Bowl roster, you know, missing Kelsey, for who, who knows what this will turn into, I think he'll find a way. Even if they don't win the Super Bowl, I think Andy Reid wins Coach of the Year. Offense, offense. Oh, and I'm sorry, MVP. MVP. Oh, and your, rookie, your offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, first. offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. He's kind of on the rise. Zay Flowers. Mm. He is on the rise. He is plus 2,200. He is number one. I've seen Jackson Smith and Jigba, or however you pronounce his last name. I, th- I think Zay Flowers is in a position where he can catch an ungodly amount of passes because there's no one in Baltimore to do that. To be as a, you know, as far as the wide receivers go, and I think he's a talented player. So he's, he, I, I can't even call him a sleeper pick because I think he played pretty well in college, and I think he's looked pretty good so far. Watching him in preseason a little bit, and watching the Ravens training camp for whatever reason, I did. And then my MVP, you know what? I'm sorry, the uh, the best quarterbacks award. I'm going with Joe Burrow. <laughs> All right. So we agree on a few of them here. Okay. Defensive rookie of the year, I have Will Anderson. With Witherspoon being right behind him. I mean, that did just be a pro. Yeah. NFL rookie of the year, I am going to go with Jamar Gibbs of the Lions. Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, sorry. Yeah. Things that make an immediate impact for that team. That's a good one. Defensive player of the year. I know I know with TJ Watt. He also wins comeback player of the year. NFL MVP. God damn it. Me and you also have Joe Burrow. Let's go. You mean not not, not I, Kirk Cousins? I, You like that? <laughs> Poor guy. NFL, Co- NFL Coach of the Year is a tough one this year. There's a lot of first-year guys. There's a lot of guys in really bad situations. There's a, there's a lot of guys that are in like the middle of a rebuild. It, it That was hard. I didn't expect you to ask me for Coach of the Year. But... I think just for the situation that he's in and how the media likes him so much, uh, I had to go with Andy Reid. NFL Coach of the Year. I am going to go with... Because there's a lot of teams I don't like. Uh, God, give me, um, who's the head coach of the Detroit Lions? 
Oh, Jason Campbell? Yep, give me him. If they win the division, he wins that. He wins uh, Coach of the Year. That's good. I don't. I don't think he's this great X's and O's kind of guy, but he gets them to play at a much higher level than they either would at another team or have at another team because he got spare parts his first couple of years. I. I mean, it's all a team, a playoff team, and everything. I. Uh, the other team I have is the head coach of the Falcons. I forget his name. Oh, Arthur Smith. Smith is Terrible roster, but he, again, he's one of those guys. Good, he, he, he's a decent head coach. He can't, he can get them to play at a much higher level than they would in other places. I have to give him credit where credit's due. So, song, it brings us to our very point of the show. Here we go. It is going to be our week to week predictions here. We're going to spend a few minutes in depth of talking about these games. We're going to start with the NFL for tomorrow night with the Detroit Lions on NBC going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are a five-point favorite at home and everything. They've been in their title events against the upstart Lions here. Um, your thoughts on this game? I think the Lions play them tough. I think they definitely take advantage on defense since Kelsey's not going to be playing. I think the Lions have some weapons of their own, and it turns into kind of a higher-scoring affair. I could see this being like a 27-33 to 33 game. Yeah, so this game was at seven points. It just dropped down to five and everything, which is appropriate and everything. I still like the Chiefs to roll in this game. I just think there's just too much there, too much experience. At home, you know, beware the NFL, the Super Bowl champions. When I do host these games, they do tend to lose these games. That's true. But I'm going. To, I'm going to go with Detroit Lions. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Chiefs. I am not sure about the spread though. That's a tough spread. Stay away from all these spreads. Stay away from all. Yeah. Your Houston Texans in the biggest deficit for spread is going up against the Baltimore Ravens, who are a 10 point favorite. This game's an over under abysmal 43 and a half points. Your Houston Texans surprised the world and shot the Baltimore Ravens on a road? Uh, probably not. Uh, I think they'll shock people by making it much more competitive than it would have been last year and much more competitive than people might want to give them credit for. But, no, I, I don't see them pulling off an upset here. I think their defense is going to play tough. I think they'll give Lamar some problems, but I don't think they'll give him enough problems. I think I think the Texans are still a year or two away. Um, the Mark Andrews injury still has a little bit of questions for me on the Ravens offense or anything. Um, they're a little bit... Ravens are a little banged up going into the NFL season and everything. But give me the Baltimore Ravens to win this one. I, and I would say about at that 10-point margin, I would not bet the same at all. No, I'd say stay away from it. Carolina Panthers um, with Bryce Strong, that era starts going into Atlanta. And a underrated, underrated rivalry we have here. Um, the Falcons are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 
Um, to me, Sloan, I think the Fal- I think the Falcons are the better coach team. I know. Um, I, I expect this to be a really ugly game. Um, I think the Falcons are going to pull this one off. Yeah, I think I think the Falcons have a little bit more talent. I think they feed Bijan Robinson early, and he has a great day. And I'm going to pick the Falcons in this one as well. If there's one thing I saw from Hard Knocks and everything, it's how bad the Carolina Panthers O-line looks. They look really bad. They're going to be one of the worst units in the NFL. I mean, I, the NFC itself should just host, to just put Georgia in as its 33rd NFL team. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Next on the list is the Ohio rivalry. The Cincinnati Bengals are just going to have to point here. It's on the road against the Cleveland Browns. This is going to be a close game because they, the Browns and the Bengals always play tight games. I like the Bengals here in a close one. Yeah, I, I think the Bengals take it a little bit more than a one-score game, you know, like a, like a nine-point win on this one. I'm not high on the Browns, but they do play them toughs, but I'm still going to go with the Bengals. Joe Burrow is still questionable from his injury that he suffered a few weeks back, but he should be good to go in this game. I think the I think the Bengals just have too much firepower as we go into the NFL season here. I agree. Take your take your stupid pills for this game. We had the Cardinals and the Commanders. Commanders are a seven point favorite. I um the um. Josh, uh, Josh uh, Dibbs is going to be the new starting quarterback for the, uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. You mean the Commanders uh, here pretty big. Yeah, I think the Commanders turn this into an ugly game. Your option for the Arizona Cardinals is you get Clayton Toon, who's a fifth-round rookie pick, or Josh Dobbs, who's started two games in like a six-year career and barely touched the field. So, I mean, they're, they're going to show up and know what's going on, but – I don't have a lot of faith in them really changing the outcome of this, and I have the commanders rolling. And a marquee matchup in the early afternoon slate. The San Francisco 49ers don't at, go on the road to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a two-and-a-half-point underdog here. There's uh, me about great defenses here. So your thoughts on this matchup? I like the 49ers. I, I, I like – I'm I'm starting to side with you more and more on Pittsburgh, just because their defense and with everyone coming back, and if Kenny Pickett can do just enough, then they do have a chance. But I think there's a little more firepower on offense for the San Francisco 49ers, and I I, I don't see this being a blowout by any means, but I do see San Francisco winning this. This is an upset for me. I have the Sewers one in the same outrage. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Tom Wynn and his teams are always very good one. Look what they did against Buffalo last year. I mean, from a couple of seasons ago. Completely outplayed them, and they won week one. Yeah. But they, Pittsburgh always shows that is always prepared, no matter what. They might Tom win all the, all the doubt in the world or credit in the world. That team is going to show up. Um, Brock Purdy is – this is now his first NFL season as an NFL starter, truly. His first full season. This is a good defense he's going to play against Pittsburgh. 
for a West Coast team to start on East Coast in our first matchup, that's a tough situation for them. Give me Steelers here. An upset. Fucking ears with Victor Mayfield going into the the Viking boat in the Minnesota Vikings and Minnesota take on the frauds and the Vikings six point favorite. Give me the Minnesota Vikings here. Yeah, the Vikings winning this one. And in all honesty, if it wasn't for the Cardinals, the um, the Buccaneers would be the worst team in the NFL. I I probably will agree with you there, but crazier things have happened. So, uh, your boy, uh, your ASC South rivals take on each other with the Jaguars going up against the Colts. Jaguars are a five point favorite. Colts always play them tough though. Yeah, are they in Jacksonville? They are in Indianapolis. Those there's some weird streak that you know they lost to them at home for like years and years. Anthony Richardson makes his first start here and everything. I'm going to Jaguars here. Um, I don't trust Anthony Richardson. At all. I don't trust him either. I think it's going to be an ugly year for Indianapolis. I think they're going to be the worst team in the division. And yeah, I have Jacksonville winning pretty handedly here. In all honesty. The Tennessee Titans go into New Orleans. It's battle of the party states, Nashville and, Ten- and uh, New Orleans. Uh, take on the Saints here. The Saints are a three-point favorite. Both of these teams are very similar to each other and everything. Potential across the board, but have disappointed in the last years. I'm going to go with the Titans in an upset here. On at home, um, in New Orleans, I have the Titans winning this game. I think they're the better coach team. I think they're the better coach team, but I think there's just so many question marks on what their offensive identity is going to be able to be. Because I don't, I know they're going to try to have it be Derrick Henry. I just don't think it can be this year. You know, I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, and I know at least what I'm going to get out of Derek Carr. So I'm going to roll with the Saints. AFC Westbound. This is now the four o'clock games Eastern year, three twenty-five Central Time. Taking on Broncos Country, let's ride. Broncos are a three and a half point favorite against the Raiders. Give me the Broncos in this matchup. I think they just have too much firepower in them. I expect Russell Wilson to have a little bit of a bounce back here. Can't get any worse than this year. Yeah, I'm, I don't think he's washed. I think they have the better coach. And I again, it's the same reason with the Raiders that I have with the Titans. I don't know what we're going to see at quarterback. I don't know what we're going to get out of Josh Jacobs with everything that's been going on there. What is their offensive? What is their offensive scheme going to look like? You know. Great question. I mean, it's a, it's a great question. Miami Dolphins are traveling to the Los Angeles Chargers, which should be a home game for the Dolphins because it's always a home game for the road team. So the Chargers are a three-point favorite. I like the Dolphins in this matchup. Early on, I, I have to agree with you. I don't expect the Chargers to show up prepared because they have a bad coach, they have a bad head coach, and a bad coaching staff. Therefore, I'm going to roll with Miami. The Rams are going into Seattle for early NFC West showdown. I think the Seattle Seahawks are now a five and a half point favorite. Um, here, this is before even before the Cooper Cup injury. The line has not moved or anything. 
I think that I I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. I don't like them at five and a half, though. I think the Seahawks win. I don't expect the Rams to be very good this year. I I, I like them at five and a half, to be honest with you. People are predicting the Rams to make the playoffs. I think that's there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, there's not a lot to like. Uh, battle between two cities I absolutely hate with the Philadelphia Eagles going into Foxborough to take down the Patriots. Um, Eagles are just our four-point favorite. Give me the Eagles. I like them big here. Yeah, I like the Eagles. I don't like the I don't like what the Patriots have to offer. Their defense is going to be good, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, too many question marks. Probably might be the game of the afternoon, at least. Um, during the second, might be the most competitive game. I might be biased. It's going to be the Packers against the Bears. Um, NFL's always rivalry. Bears are now a one-point favorite. How often do you say that against the Packers? I am going to go with the Packers in an upset victory here. I mean, not much of a one-point underdog. But um, Love calls the Bears his daddy. I think he's going to make them his dad. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Again, I don't know why people are so high on the Bears. All of a sudden, I don't like what they've done. I don't like their offensive line. I'm not a big fan of Justin Fields. I don't like their receivers room. I think their backfield's dangerous because of all the different guys that can just bust out a massive run. But I just don't see it. I don't see. It. Are they in Chicago? They're in Chicago. I don't, think that, yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think Yeah, that won't make much of a difference. In all honesty, I, I'm going to roll with your Packers. The Dallas Cowboys are going to the Meadowlands in New Jersey to take down the Giants. Cowboys are three and a half point favorite. Give me Dallas big here. Uh, honestly, I'm going with the Giants. You're going with the Giants. I am. Wow. You believe in Danny Dimes? I do. I believe in Danny Dimes. Uh, Cowboys always win, always early in the year. I'm going with the Cowboys here. Cowboys are my team to watch in the NFC this year as a uh, sneaky Super Bowl contender. Uh, finally, Monday Night Football on 9-11. The honor 9-11 is going to be battle of the New York team versus the New Jersey team, which is going to be the Bills and the Jets. The Jets are... The Bills are a two-and-a-half-point underdog against the Bills here in ranking. Um, I mean, this is definitely a marquee game of the uh, season, I think. These teams split their season last year at 1-1. Two really highly competitive games. I expect the same here. This is Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Um, do they overcome their offseason hype to upset the Bills here? Uh, not this early, no. I think their expectations are shot and everything. I think this is a tough matchup for the Jets because I think they're I think the Bills um defensive line is gonna be the difference in this matchup and everything. I think the Jets defense keeps this game close. Um I think they're I think this game's gonna be a, this is gonna be a one percent game. I'm not gonna argue with that. Um two and a half is a low point spread and everything. Give me the Bills here by three. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you and say go with the Bills. Only because I trust their experience. Um, I think they're a better coach as of right now, even though he might be on the hot seat. Um, I had to trust the owner, Josh Allen, over Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, and that pass rush over. I mean, it just, the Jets' defense was really good this year, from what I've seen on the tape. What's excellent. But 
they have to prove it in games. I agree. That is going to wrap it up, song for this edition of the Burn It East podcast. Be sure to listen to our other NFL preview episodes as well as our NFL team by team recaps. As well as be sure to check out our college football uh, preview recap shows that we have here on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. For Patrick, this is and for Swan, signing off. Y'all be good. Thanks so much.